You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Heavenly Father, thank you for the joy of Christmas. Or thank you for the peace that we have uh, experienced just even in singing uh, to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Hey, it is great being with you today. Um, My name is Ryan. I serve as the lead pastor here at the church. From my family to yours, I want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Um, This is my family right here. It's my uh, my wife. Uh, We just celebrated 15 years uh, yesterday. So yeah, still in it to win it. You got to stay in it to win it. You got to work hard at your marriage. It's, we got a sweet family, though, a sweet, wonderful wife. Uh, we planted the church five years ago, so this is so cool to have all you guys here. Uh, the first few services have been incredible. This place used to be a wedding venue and a bar, and we always like to say at North Valley, from the bar room to the Sunday school classroom there, you'll find North Valley. Uh, so this place is fun. Uh, how many of you guys been here before, before it, when it was operational? There you go. Uh, you're scared to raise your hand because you were at a bar. That's Okay. Hey, you're in good company. Um, listen, this is my, my son, Sam, and then they got Maya there in the middle, and then we got um, Riley there on the other side. They're twins. Uh, people ask me, are they identical? I'm like, it's a boy and a girl, dude. <laughs> no, they're not identical. I'm from Arkansas, you know, and even I know that. Um, Maya is adopted, cute kiddo. Praise God, love fostering and adoption at this church. We're going to help save a bunch of children in this valley. It's such a pleasure. Um, My kids love Christmas. You know, I wish they were like, oh, blessed father and mother, we love Jesus and we don't need all the presents. We just love having you and uh, our precious family. Hallelujah, Jesus, amen. That's not the way it is. They're, They're infatuated with the presents. We can't put the Christmas presents underneath the tree because they will take them and they will shake them and they will poke holes in the wrapper to figure out what they are. Anybody like that? Anybody got that going on at the house? So we don't even have Christmas presents underneath our tree right now. This is what my household looks like on Christmas morning. Check out Good Help from Walmart Bit commercial right here. Party people! Only at North Valley. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Here, uh, we're going to get into God's Word together today. What I wanted to show you that video for is that the Father is excited to give a gift to you. In that video, you saw the joy of the parents giving the gifts. The older I get, the more I realize it is more blessed to give than it is to what? Receive. Isn't that true? God, your heavenly Father, loves you, cherishes you, cares for you. Whether you're far from Him or whether you're close to Him, He's got a gift for you. Whether you've been a Christian for a very long time or you're not a Christian, His gift is for you. This is what God's Word says in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 1-14. through 14. Charlie Brown said it on CBS, NBC, and ABC. This is the most famous Bible passage in all the Scripture right here. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called what? Help me out. Bethlehem. 
because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came uh, for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Let me just stop for a moment real quick. Jesus is not a myth. Jesus is not a legend. Jesus is not a folklore. Jesus was not born in Narnia. Jesus was not born in a galaxy far, far away. He was not born in Neverland. He was not born in Middle Earth. He was born in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. A real city, a real day, a real time. You can get on a plane and you can go to Bethlehem today. 7,000 miles, you can get there. If you were to get there in Bethlehem, the Catholic Church has built, built a basilica, a beautiful facility to show the nativity of Christ. Jesus is real. He didn't go to the philosophers in Athens. He didn't go to the gladiators in Rome. He didn't go to the kings and queens on the announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ. It's with ordinary people. It's with everyday, ordinary places. Look at verse 8. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear, great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Here's what you need to know is that God's gift for you is peace in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. The first thing you need to understand about this gift that God has for you, like that joyful parent giving gifts, is more blessed to give than it is to receive. God's gift for you is found in verse 11. Look what it says. For unto you is born this day, a real day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. If you've ever sinned, you need a Savior. Amen? A Savior is one who saves His people from their sins. The angels announce who, what this gift is. This gift is a Savior. You don't have to, the good news of Christianity is, you don't have to atone for your sins. You don't have to climb the holy ladder. You don't have to ascend the holy hill. You, don't have, you can't do enough good works. The Bible says is that we have a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ is an official title given to Jesus in the New Testament. It signifies that he is the anointed one, that he is the Messiah. It means that he was the long-awaited king of Israel. There was prophecies that were saying that this Messiah would come 700 years before the birth of Christ. The prophet Isaiah said, this Messiah will be born of a virgin. Micah, 500 years before the birth of Christ, said he will be born in where? Bethlehem. Jeremiah said that he would come out of the royal lineage of David. And God in his sovereignty would use King Caesar, which was the adoptive son of Julius Caesar the Great, to move Mary and Joseph from Nazareth all the way to Bethlehem. 
Everything's taking place. God's greatest gift for you is that we have a Savior, that we have the Christ, the long-awaited Messiah. That's what took place at Bethlehem, that silent night. He is the Lord. The Lord means that He's ruler and master. For me, when I came to know the Lord, I finally got it. Carrie Underwood has this song, Jesus, take the wheel. You remember that? Jesus, take the wheel. It's terrible. Never join the worship team, I promise. That's what it means. If Jesus is Lord, that means he takes control of your life. You do not have a savior unless you acknowledge your sin. You do not believe in the Christ unless you realize that he is the fulfillment of all the promises of God in redemptive history. That he is the true Messiah. You do not know Christ in Christianity. You do not have the peace unless you realize that he is your Lord. You can know about Jesus, but not know him. Amen. You can hear all about him. I did. Went to church. I even got baptized. I got baptized because there was this really cute Christian little girl, and she told me, I don't date non-Christians. And I said, well, I'm getting baptized. <laughs> and I got up out of the water, and she says, you're fake. And I said, yes, I, I did fake it. There's nothing you can do to earn this. This is a gift. And it's a gift that brings peace. You just need to know the person of peace. Amen? The gift of peace comes through the person of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Verse 13, and it says this, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He's pleased. What does peace on earth look like? When I watch the news, I don't see peace so much. Right now in our world, there's a threat of nuclear terror, missiles aimed at America. Right now, when we look at our nations, we find unrest, we find division ethnically, we find division politically. Right now, when we look in our own homes, if we're honest, there's more tension in our homes than we probably would like. What we need more than anything this Christmas is the gift of peace and the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Whether you've been a Christian a long time or you're far from the faith right now, we need the gift of peace. When we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating not just the gift of peace, but the person of, who can bring that peace. Peace on earth. What is peace? Peace is not the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of God in the midst of it. If you have the presence of God in any conflict that, you in, that you're in, it just feels like things are going to be okay. When you're in the middle of a terrible diagno diagnosis, your health is failing, or you lose a loved one, or you go through a divorce, or you go through some significant hardship or loss or job loss, there's an invitation in the middle of that conflict for peace from God to rest upon your life. There's really nothing more that I'd really wish for you during Christmas than for you to enjoy and experience God's gift of peace. What I mean by that is first, that you have peace with yourself. People take their lives because they don't have peace with themselves. There's voices that go on in the mind of every person saying things like, 
you're not good enough. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares. And there's an unrest and an unpeace in so many of us at times. Riddled with anxiety, stress, worry, doubt. My encouragement to you is to know that the peace of Christ offers you, yourself, peace with yourself. I mean, you got to deal with you, right? When you go on vacation, guess who's there? You are there. When you go away or take time off of work, guess who's there? You are there. When you go home after work, you're there. You can't get rid of yourself. You can say, hey, I need a timeout from the kids. Hey, I need a timeout in this, in this, in this conversation, in my relationship, but you can't get rid of yourself. But what God offers is that you can have peace with yourself. God's word tells us like, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, what? Present your request to God and the what? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You need a peace with yourself. The peace of Christ that the angels announced on that, that quiet night in Bethlehem was an announcement that in the middle of any conflict that there can be peace. What's your conflict that you're going through right now? Here's the promise, that in the middle of any conflict that you find yourself in, the peace of Christ is available to you. And in the middle of that conflict, God says, I can work in the middle of that conflict that you're in. Even if there's not reconciliation, even if things don't get fixed financially, even if the health diagnosis doesn't change, in the middle of that, there is the Prince of Peace who says, I'll be with you. I'll walk through it with you. You need a peace with yourself. You need peace with others. Some of you need peace with others in your home more than others of you who need peace with others in their home. There's tension. There can be fights. During the holidays, it can exacerbate the need for peace and quiet. If you're a young mom and you got lots of kids, you're like, oh my goodness, I need peace and quiet. If you're hosting for the holidays, there'll be some moments where you just need you need some peace. And maybe there's tensions in the family. The invitation of the peace of Christ says that you can find peace with others. The Apostle Paul would urge the church in Rome to, if at all possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all people. The same word that the angels used in pronouncing that there would be peace on earth is the same word that's used to encourage that there ought to be a peace in the life of the Christian and seeking peace with other people. The key to peace is experiencing the peace of Christ. So some people, when they're worshiping God, you know, they'll raise their hands and it's like you think like they're just some gigantic funnel for God's peace flowing through them. You don't got to raise your hands to experience the peace of God. You just need to open your heart, open your mind and say, God, right now, I want you to fill me with your peace. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, to Christians who've been Christians, going through some significant conflict, and he says, my prayer is for you that you would abound in all hope, in all peace, in all joy, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know for you that you and I need a peace that is not from our own, and as we experience God's peace in our own lives, then we're able to extend that peace. Amen? Lastly, we need a peace with God. We need peace with God. The Bible says that we can have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. 
we can have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus offers us peace. The bridge between a holy, righteous, perfect God and a sinful, finicky humanity is the bridge, the cross. Jesus is the bridge who gives us peace. The Apostle Paul wrote, we can have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a gift, though. Here's what the Bible says. The the Apostle Paul would later write to Christians about this mystery of experiencing the peace of God and how salvation is a gift. He says this in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. God offers a gift through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. God's gift for you is peace in the person and the work of Jesus. The take-home truth that I want you to remember is God's gift for you is peace in the person and the work of Christ. You need to hear me. Jesus was born in a real time, in a real day, and he offers us peace. He is not dead. He is alive. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless life. He performed miracles. He suffered and died under Pontius Pilate. He died the death that you and I should have died. He paid the penalty that we could never pay. He suffered in our place. He absorbed the wrath of God. He bore our sins of the whole world upon His shoulders to render us righteous, redeemed, forgiven. We never, as a Christian, face God's fury. We only find God's favor. That's peace. He was crushed. He was crucified on a cross for our sins. He was pierced for our transgression. This is Jesus, the Lord, the Christ, the Savior. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us what? Peace. We find peace through Christ. You can't have peace peace the way the Bible explains it, unless you have this peace with God first. I want to show you some videos, uh, storylines of people that have prayed to receive Christ here in our church, and they've experienced the peace of Christ. It highlights their life before Jesus, their life as they came to know Jesus, and some work that God's been doing in their life after receiving Christ. Watch this. I felt lost. I felt like there was something missing inside of me, uh, that I was empty. I knew of God, but I didn't really have a personal relationship with Him. Um, Growing up, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of angry anger within the home. I went to ASU. I was there for four years, played football, um, partied a lot. And that's probably what was my downfall when it came to relationships, because In college, I wanted to have a lot of fun, so we literally partied seven days a week. So, as you know, and a lot of others, I've came from a Buddhist background. Um, We've had many different beliefs. Well, I definitely didn't feel loved by anyone because I felt like, um, like I was just kind of like thrown out there. dad didn't care, Um, family members didn't care, Um, and when I went to the group home, nobody, you know, nobody cared, nobody thought of calling me or 
checking up on me or seeing how I was doing, any of that. They just let me go. I actually walked away from church and didn't even step foot in a church for almost two decades. We're barely interacting and when we did, we were very short with each other and and if we did have a conversation, it was only about our kids. So I just felt alone and that I didn't even have a friend in him. We were troubled. I think we both agree we were, we were going down a slippery slope and it was leading to a very bad, bad place until we both um, decided we would step foot into North Valley Community Church and, and that would be a part of our, our belief system. The seed had been planted one of the few times I had gone to church uh, with friends or neighbors growing up, but like I said, I never followed up, followed through on that. So getting back into the church and really emotionally and spiritually feeling at the lowest point of my life, just the messages and hearing the testimonies of how God was working in other people's lives, I might not have had their direct story, but I related to the struggles and challenges that they were having, and I just felt like this was it. This was what I'd been missing, and I needed to have a relationship with Jesus. My next following Easter, um, we went to service, and then afterwards I had the courage to ask Pastor Ryan uh, some questions. This past September, um, Ryan gave me the opportunity to get baptized. My faith was growing. Um, eventually, uh, Taryn and I got married. A little after that, that's when um, you know she started going to church with me, and we had a conversation because um, we're from both uh, different faith backgrounds. And you know, we made a decision to start coming to North Valley, and you know that's where we got baptized together, and we're continuing to grow within our faith together. I started going to North Valley. I actually had tried out a couple different churches before we found North Valley. And, um, you know, the messages hit me where it mattered most. And so I prayed to receive Christ and um, kept coming and, and learning even more and spending a long time with God and got baptized, decided to get baptized. I'd never been baptized before, so that was an amazing moment of my life. Christ has impacted my life for making me humble. I've learned that it's not just me. I learned that the Lord has a plan for me and I should follow accordingly. Christ has made a change in my life uh, when it comes to patience, uh, when it comes to just how I live my life day to day. Desire to be in a relationship has completely changed. I thought that being in a relationship was what made me feel good. Now I don't have the anxiety that I used to have. I pray and it goes away. He, he does fill me with a peace and a joy that I've never experienced. celebrate what God's doing. Amen. Hey, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Thank you that you are at work. You are the Prince of Peace, the Almighty God. Lord, you are the, the Christ. You are the Lord. You are the Savior. Lord, the invitation that you give 
sticks with me. You say, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. God, I am absolutely certain that there is no peace greater than the peace that you provide through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Lord, and I pray for my friends here today, those that have pain, might they make an exchange for the pain and ask for your peace. Lord, and for those that are struggling and they're being weary and overburdened, might they make an exchange and ask for your rest and your peace. Lord, today I pray in the name of Christ that you would restore the brokenhearted. Lord, that you would take the hurt and bring healing. God, where there might be guilt, would you grant grace? God, for those that do not know Christ, might they you bring salvation today? And as we pray and reflect, let me just speak to you silently as you sit there and, and ponder upon the words that have been said, the testimonies that have been shared. You may be thinking, God cannot love me. You may be thinking, God would never accept me for the things that I've done or the things that have done to me. You may think that God doesn't care for you because you felt abandoned. You need to know this. Listen to me very clearly. God is near. God is near. He is Emmanuel. That means He's close. He's here. And the presence and the power of Christ. He is not some absentee landlord. He has never left you. He has always been there for you. The question is, is have you received Him as the person of peace in your life? The Bible says that through Christ you can have unconditional love. Through Christ you can find acceptance. Through Christ you can find God's favor. You just need to come to Him with your pain and He'll give you peace. You need to come to Him with your sin and He'll forgive you. You need to come to Him with your shame and He'll show you honor. You need to come to Him with your guilt and He'll give you grace. As we pray and reflect... I want to encourage you in your mind and your heart right now. If you've never started a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right there from your seat today. It would be a shame to leave this day and this opportunity without the opportunity to start that relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of you need to come to Him and you need to come to Him. Here's the conditions. Let Him cleanse you. You can't clean up yourself in coming to God. That's why we have the cross. Listen to me. We have the cross because we have forgiveness. Where sin increases, the Bible says grace abounds. Please. It's so good for you. Good for your soul. You need to know that Christ wants to cleanse you. You can't clean up your life yourself. Jesus offers a relationship. And He will cleanse you, forgive you, wash you, make you new. Secondly, you need to let Him control your life. Stop trying to be your own Savior. You need to stop trying to clean up your life. You might be exhausted. And you need the cleansing, healing power of Christ. You need to surrender control to Him. All of you that say, yes, I'm ready to start a relationship with Christ, as we pray and reflect, would you just encourage me by lifting your hand and say, I'm ready to start a relationship with Jesus Christ today. Just lift your hand now. Just lift your hand. If you're ready to receive Jesus Christ, raise your hand. Raise your hand to say, yes, I'm trusting Christ alone for the forgiveness of my sins. I'm trusting Christ to be my peace. I'm confessing Him as Lord. Yes, yes. Praise God. Praise God. Pray with me silently to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, today I admit I have sinned. I admit I stand separated from the love of God and a life with God. 
apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. So today, I believe, Jesus, that you are the Savior who can forgive me. And today, on this day, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Master. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Hey, can we celebrate life change today, what God's doing at North Valley? Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, regardless if you raised your hand or not, you need to know that the Bible says that you've been born again, that you are adopted into his family and that the angels of heaven rejoice at the work that God's been doing in your life. You are home. You have a family. You have a heavenly father who's never left you, always loved you. You are eternally secure. I want to encourage you, if you're not in from the Phoenix Valley and when you go home, listen to me, find a Christ-centered church that preaches Christ. That's your new family. That's your new hope. That's your new security. Together, you can be, you're better together. Amen? You're better together. For those of you that are in the Valley, I want to encourage you to join us in our weekly services. For all of us today, there's some opportunities for us all to make a decision today. I want you to pull off on your program. Pull it out for me real quick. And on the bottom of the Connect card, there's some decisions that maybe you feel like you could make today. Number one is just, I prayed to receive Jesus Christ. Maybe you didn't raise your hand or not, but you prayed that prayer and you just want to let somebody know, we'd love to pray for you and help you get started on your journey. Secondly, there's an opportunity, maybe a decision today for you would be take your next step and go public with your faith. Like I wear a wedding ring on my finger and it symbolizes that I am a married man to my beautiful wife in baptisms it's a decision that you make to go public and let the people know around you that you are a christian a follower of christ we're going to be doing baptisms in the new year and want to invite you maybe today is that decision day for you we'd love to send you some more information on that maybe you were baptized as an infant but you looking back on that you say to yourself well that wasn't really my baptism that was really my parents decision not my decision I encourage you to make that bold step of faith to be baptized publicly. Maybe for some of you, you're recommitting your life to Jesus Christ. And you, need, you know now that you've been playing Lord. You've been the one in control. And you need to hold your hands like this towards the Lord and say, you take control, God. Uh, maybe today you're recommitting your life. Just let us know. We'd love to help you get you going. Maybe for some of you, it's I'm ready to become a member. It's, I'm ready to come home. This place feels right. I want to be here. I sense God's presence here. And my family needs this. I need this. We'd love to help you get going. We have classes all the time to help get people going and connected. Last but not least, maybe you're interested in starting a relationship with Jesus. you got questions. And you feel like if you could talk to a pastor about the claims of Christ and the Bible, then you could cross that that threshold from unbelief to belief. If that's you, let us know, and we'd love to follow up with you, encourage you. Listen, I got a lot of friends from a lot of different places. We've had here today Jewish people, Catholic people, Buddhist people, all coming to hear about the name and the fame of Jesus. There is no other name in heaven or earth in which man may be saved than through the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I pray now in this time of just reflection, Lord, that people would make decisions with you about the step of faith that they need to take. 
God, thank you that the mighty name of Jesus, there is no other name, there is no greater peace that can be found, Lord, in heaven or in earth other than in the person and the work of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.